Have your Bibles with you today, and you're in the sanctuary. We're going to uh, go to the book of Galatians, chapter number three. Galatians chapter number three is where we're going to begin together today. Honor to have all of you in the house with us this morning. Tell your neighbor one more time, say, he's not done with you yet. I don't know if they believed you or not, so turn to your other neighbor and say, maybe you'll believe me. He's not done with you yet. I am so grateful that he isn't done with us this morning. Amen. Galatians chapter number three, verse number seven is where we're going to begin. If you want to stand in honor of the word this morning, and uh, we're going to we're going to take off, and we're going. It's eleven twenty-eight. Lord, help me, Jesus. I'm going to have to preach fast this morning, but we can get her done, I think. So, but we don't want to go so fast that we miss what God wants to do in this room. Amen. So, I am grateful this morning for the word of the Lord. Galatians 3, beginning in verse number 7. It says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, Justify the, there ain't no heathens in here, is it? So we're all good, right? Just checking, make sure you're all with me. We justify the heathen through faith, preach before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not a faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Verse number 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, been made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Our subject today is found in our text, and our subject today is going to be the redeemed of the Lord. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you today for your word. We thank you for your precious people. And Lord, I pray that you would anoint this vessel for the next few moments. Let me speak under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you would be able to receive glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for honoring the word of the Lord this morning. Our focus is on the words found in verse number 13 and 14 of our text. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. And verse number 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on us through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. How many is thankful this morning that you've been redeemed? They used to sing about being redeemed quite often in the house of the Lord. And they understood that because I've been redeemed, I have a reason 
to rejoice. I, I don't know, do we understand this morning that we can rejoice because we have been redeemed. It says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, been made a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Let us take a moment this morning and let us just revisit uh, the true meaning of the word redeem. It simply means to buy back or to gain or regain possession of in exchange for payment. It also simply means to atone or to make amends for an error or for evil. We know that with mankind in the beginning that we were created in the likeness and the image of God. If you were to read Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26 through 28, you will find that God said, let us make man in our likeness and our image. And it says in verse 27, it says that so God created man in his image and in the image of God was he created. And then in Genesis 2 and 7, it says that that man that he created from the dust of the earth, he simply then formed him and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he become a living soul we know that man was in fellowship with his creator I don't have the time to go into detail in all of this, but let me hit it very quickly. If you were to read in Genesis chapter 3, you would find in verse number 8 that you would find that the Lord God himself was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. He was in fellowship with that which he had created in his likeness and his image. But however, we know that through Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 3, and the following, that this fellowship was severed by an act of disobedience by Adam and Eve. And Genesis 3 and 6, we find that there was a uh, there was a conversation that was taking place between the old serpent uh, and Eve. And we find that it led her into taking of the fruit of the tree that they had been forbidden of, and she ate it, and she also did give to her husband. And the Bible tells us that upon them doing that, their eyes were opened, uh, and they knew that they was naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and they made themselves aprons. Uh, that which had been uh, was now lost due to the decision to rebel against the instructions that was given to them when they was placed in the garden. You may say, what was those instructions? Uh, in Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, you will find that the Lord took man, he put Adam into the garden, and he gave him uh, an assignment. He said, I need you to address it, and I need you to keep it. Uh, you can take of everything except for the tree of knowledge. Do not partake of it. Do not eat of it. Uh, and we find, because he says, if you do, you will surely die. And therefore, this brings us to this truth regarding you and I and every man and every woman that has ever been born since. Uh, even though Adam and Eve was made in the image of God, uh, we and I, we was being made and brought forth in iniquity in the form of Adam. Adam. And therefore, even though we still are an image of God's creation, uh, we was not brought forth as Adam or Eve was, uh, but we was brought forth in a fallen state. And therefore, uh, we was separated uh, from the one who has created us with no hope uh, to be able to enter into fellowship on our 
own. Because how many knows that when we was born, we was born with a debt that we could not pay. And therefore today, when we go to 1 Peter chapter number 1, it reminds us uh, that we have not been redeemed by corruptible things, uh, but we have been redeemed by the incorruptible, and that is we was redeemed by the precious blood uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, because it tells us uh, he was as a lamb without blemish and without spot, uh, and he was verily ordained before the foundation of the world, but he was manifested in these last times for you and I. That which the blood of goats and bulls could not do, uh, he was able to accomplish when he went to a place called Calvary. How many is thankful for Calvary this morning? Just stay with me. I'm still in my introduction this morning. You find that John, uh, through the revelation of Jesus Christ, is given a picture of who Jesus really is. In Revelation chapter number 5, verse number 1 through verse number 4, you read these words. And John says, I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. He said, I saw a strong uh, angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look therein. But then all of a sudden, verse number five through verse number nine, which gives us some hope today. It says, and one of the elders said unto me, weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven steel. Uh, and he said, I looked in the midst of the throne of the four beasts and those that was present in the midst of the elders. Uh, he said, I saw a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. But then you get on down uh, into verse number nine. It says, and they sung a new song saying, thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof for thou was slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Therefore, we who had have placed our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, uh, we can rejoice uh, because we are the redeemed of the Lord. I wonder if there's any redeemed people in the house this morning. Y'all not very convincing, but stay with me. For we who has once was separated now have been grafted in by the Lord Jesus Christ and his ultimate sacrifice and because of his blood, you and I who was not worthy are now made worthy. And can I tell you today, you and I, because we are the redeemed of the Lord, we can stand with confidence. We can stand with assurity uh, and know that no matter what we may face, uh, we do not have to wring our hands in anxiousness and worry. But we know this, that the one that came before us uh, and the one that made a way for us, uh, his word is forever settled and his word says I will never leave you I will never forsake you but I will be with you always even till the end and can I tell you you've not made it to your end yet because you're still here uh, there's still breath in your body uh, you're still in the house of the Lord this morning uh, and therefore you can rest assured that he is still with you doesn't mean you haven't went through some battles doesn't mean that you haven't went through some storms uh, doesn't matter that you may have some scars uh, 
it simply says this, the old ship of Zion, even though the sails are tattered and born uh, and, and torn, can I tell you, it's still sailing, it's still moving uh, because we are the redeemed of the Lord. Uh, we find the psalmist, he had this to say concerning uh, the redeemed of the Lord. He said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord uh, for he is good uh, for his mercy endureth forever in Psalms 107. Uh, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so uh, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Uh, has anybody ever been saved in this room uh, from your past? Uh, saved from the destructions of your yesterday? Uh, can I tell you uh, if we're not careful we are in a time and a season in history uh, where the enemy wants us to be so distracted and so distraught uh, about the what ifs uh, and the unknowns uh, that we no longer walk with joy, we no longer walk with peace, uh, we no longer have rest uh, and when you look at us uh, it can't tell, it doesn't look like we've been baptized in the Jordan River at all uh, but it kind of looks like we've been baptized in deal pickle juice uh, because we look just like the rest of the world uh, such as oh I just don't know if I can make it another day, uh, I just don't know how I'm going to do this and I just don't know how I'm going to do that uh, but can I tell you let the redeemed of the Lord uh, say so, uh, can I tell you we got to get our song back uh, we got to get our joy back uh, we got to get our peace back uh, because can I tell you can I remind you today uh, I once was lost but now I'm found uh, I once was blind but now I see uh, I once was uh, this or I once was that uh, but today I am the redeemed of the Lord uh, and therefore I can shout a shout of victory uh, because that which the enemy meant for evil uh, God has reversed uh, and I'm still standing this morning. Amen. Stay with me this morning just for a few moments. We find that David says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Notice if you read on a little bit in verse number eight, uh, actually let me back up a little bit. Let me read the rest of this in verse number three. And it says, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Uh, they wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble uh, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Has anybody ever been delivered? Amen. Psalms 107 and 8 says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and he filleth the hungry soul with goodness. For he hath broken the gates of brass in verse number 16 and he's cut the bars of iron in sunder. But then in verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Let me give you that again. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. May I take a moment and reveal to you, maybe for the first time, or maybe remind you of what you once knew, but age has gotten you and now you have forgotten it. Uh, but this is what I want to remind you of or reveal to you, and that is this. When Jesus came, upon his arrival was the word of God. 
John chapter 1 verse number 1 says in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God when Jesus arrived the word came and when the word came notice it did not just bring salvation to us but the Psalms 107 and 20 says he sent his word and he healed them can I tell you there is healing virtue for every one of us in this room today it doesn't matter if it's mentally emotionally physically spiritually there is healing virtue this morning for you in this very moment of time we find that because his word came healing came and I need you to hear me today his arrival not only brought the word and it not only brought healing but for those that will put their faith and trust in him, notice with me, he brought forth a deliverance to those who will call on his name. But I have to remind you or ask the question, what does he deliver us from? We find it in verse number 20 of Psalms 107. He delivered them from their destructions think about it their destructions I need you to hear me today every one of us in this room and everyone on the other side of the cameras this morning we all have a past some has their scars more visible than others but we all have a past. We have all done things that have stripped us from our peace, our joy, our hopes, and maybe even some dreams throughout life. Our decisions have brought destruction to our lives. And many under the sound of my voice today Due to some of those decisions, you have heard this over and over throughout your life. I don't care how old you are this morning. Please hear me. I'm, I'm finishing my introduction, and I'm getting ready to preach to you for about 10 minutes. Please hear me. You've heard this over and over and over and over again. Because of your past decisions, you could never truly be forgiven and set free but I come to tell somebody today he sent his word and he healed them and he delivered them from their destructions if he delivers us it means that we are free from those things that brought destructions to us please hear me today John chapter 5 and 24, I didn't give them this verse. I should have gave it to them to put on the screen this morning. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. But here's what I see taking place throughout our nation and the nations of the world that I've traveled and that is this the enemy the one that comes to steal kill and destroy he keeps coming back even after you have been saved he keeps coming back with his chain 
And he simply takes this chain and he keeps continually putting it on you and telling you lie after lie after lie. And this chain gets heavy after a while. You may deal with it fine for a day. You may deal with it fine for a few days. But then the enemy, it starts taking your joy. It starts taking your peace. It starts taking your rest. And then you begin to lose your confidence. And then you begin to say, am I even saved? Uh, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Because the enemy said, because of my past decisions, my past destructions. Uh, I can never do anything for the Lord. Oh, if you had only surrendered when you was 10 years old, uh, the first time you heard the voice of the Lord, uh, then maybe you could have done something for the kingdom. Uh, but because you rebelled and, and because you did this and because you did that, who do you think you are that you could even imagine to be used by God? You're not even really truly saved. Uh, but can I tell you, for the one that will hear the voice of the Lord today, uh, we are not under condemnation but through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ can I tell you you do not have to allow an enemy to keep you on a chain but can I tell you there is all kinds of things but upon my research and upon my time and prayer I can tell you I got some of the big ones and this isn't all of them but this is some of the things that I've had to deal with for 25 years of ministry people that I've sat across the desk from and I've given them tissues and I, I I've had to love them as they went through some very hard, difficult times in their life. Uh, can I tell you, some of them uh, can never get past the financial decisions that brought destruction and failure to businesses and to families. Uh, but I come to tell you today, uh, if you have given yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you can take that off of that chain and say, that no longer defines who I am. Uh, can I tell you... Uh, some people struggle uh, with past relationships. Oh, I shouldn't. I was so stupid. Uh, listen, it doesn't matter. Uh, can I tell you, honey, it's under the blood. Uh, Jesus put it in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered. Uh, and you got to take that thing off and throw it away. Uh, can I tell you, uh, you cannot let the enemy keep you bound uh, because you are the redeemed of the Lord. Uh, another one is this, anger and bitterness. Uh, well, they did me wrong. Uh, they did this or they did that. Can I tell you this morning, uh, forgive is not for the other person but it is for you. Uh, give it to God and say I'm no longer going to let it uh, define who I am. Uh, get rid of that thing this morning uh, because you are the redeemed of the Lord. Uh, this is one that haunts many uh, many, many, many. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you something. Abortion. Uh, listen, uh, I understand uh, the consequences of it uh, and we advocate for life but I'm going to tell you something. Uh, if you are redeemed, uh, if you've given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, don't you let the enemy hold this over your head. I'm going to tell you something. If you're covered by the blood, you are of the redeemed of the Lord. And you got to take that thing off and throw it away. You hear me? Uh, a spirit of fear. Uh, oh, uh, what if? Uh, oh, what if? Uh, what if? Listen, uh, God uh, said, I will meet all your needs uh, according to the storehouse in heaven. Uh, it doesn't matter if they are right and we have the biggest economic collapse of our lifetime. Uh, there is still uh, a Gosha, and it's not on this earth, uh, but it is in the portals of heaven. Uh, and he can bring me a raven. Uh, he can put me by a brook if he needs to. Uh, you got to let it go and say, I refuse to allow that to keep me in chains. Listen, I'm trying to preach fast this morning. Uh, some of you, oh, I, 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 divorce, oh, uh, I can never be used. I, I can I'm not going to talk about that. 
so petty. I'm going to tell you something. Yes, I believe marriage uh, should be for a, a lifetime. I'm going to tell you something. None of us ever got it right every time. Uh, but can I tell you, uh, I'm not making light of it, uh, but I'm going to tell you, uh, do not let it define who you are. Uh, you got to know this, that God forgives, God heals, and God delivers us from our destructions. Addictions, don't matter what they are, they're addictions. Can I tell you, he is bigger than the addiction. The enemy says, oh, you can never really be free from that. Listen, I don't care if you was an alcoholic for 30 years. Quit identifying yourself as a recovering alcoholic. You are not a recovering alcoholic. That old man died. You have been mourned again. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. So therefore, don't let it define who you are in the present. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Abuse should never happen. But unfortunately, there is multitudes of people under the sound of my voice that has experienced it verbally, physically, sexually. We could talk about all of it. I'm going to tell you something. It does not define us. When we give ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ, he will heal us. He will deliver us. But we have to give it to him. You cannot get to a place where you give him 99% of your heart and your life and say, I'm not going to let him in this part. I'm going to keep this one folded and tucked away and locked because I, I don't want to, I don't want to face it. I don't want to do it. Listen, give it to him and do not let the enemy continue to use it over your life because you are the redeemed of the Lord. Can I tell you today? And then shame that comes from all kinds of things. The enemy just gets us down and beats us down. And, but can I tell you, there is many of the redeemed of the Lord today that when you could be lifting your hands in freedom and victory, you're bound by shame. Listen, we all have a past. You can either let this define you or you can hear the word of the Lord today. In John chapter 3, verse number 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But very few people read verse 18, I think. He that believeth on him is not condemned. So I have a question for you. If you're battling with any of those things or any other thing that I didn't mention, but you'd say there's an enemy that always comes and tries to put chains on me. Is the Lord condemning you? It's that old slewfoot Lucifer that can all he can do is speak lies after lie after lie after lie and tell you you never can. But may I ask you, when was the last time that the Lord brought that up in your past? And said, oh, by the way, I remember what you did when you was 15. I remember what you did when you was 25. No, the Lord doesn't do that because your Bible says this, that when we come to him and we say, Lord, will you be Lord of my life? Forgive me of my sins. I put my faith and trust in you. He takes all that stuff and even that chain thing that's all around you and he casts it into the sea of forgetfulness never to be remembered. So if he doesn't remember it, why in the world are you letting the enemy torment you with it? Do you really, truly think 
that he can do everything for everybody else, but he can't you? May I remind you, he made you just like he made everybody else. And if he can do it for you, he can do it for you and you and you and you. Men Jackson sings a song. And in the middle of the song, we dance and shout and carry on. Said, I thank God. But then it turned around and he says, in one part, he says, if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. I haven't seen you today. He'll do it for you. That's a smile. That's what I wanted. He'll do it for you. I need another smile. He'll do it for you. There you go. Got to get the kid with me anyway. The redeemed of the Lord can stand in confidence. Notice with me, and I'm hurrying this morning. He that believeth on him is not condemned. It's no longer remembered of in the sight of God. Therefore, why are you having sleepless nights and wringing hands and having friction in relationships and marriages when he doesn't even know what you're all worked up about because he forgot it. That's why our Bible teaches us this. Do not give place to the devil. Because if you give place to the devil, he never shows up empty-handed. He always shows up with a chain, with all of this stuff attached to it to try to get you in there. But you have to learn this. I am redeemed. Psalms 107, 21 says this, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men, and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. You know how you're going to get over what you're battling with right now in this season? As they get ready to come to the music this morning, I'm going, man, I've done it. Don't you expect me to do it every week. Don't you dare. Lord, I'm wore out. I ain't even sweating yet, but I'm already wore out, Larry. Listen, 30 minutes, Lord, help us, Jesus, because I got to get to the most important part because I believe this is the most important part where God simply touches you with a refreshing hand because can I tell you, this is what the psalmist said. He said, oh, that men would praise the Lord and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He said, notice, he said, and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Verse 32, let them exalt him also in the congregation and praise him in the assembly. I want to leave you with this question today. Whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? This is what Jesus says. Jesus comes and says in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you believe that today? Or will you continue to believe the lies of the enemy that says, oh, you never can get beyond. Too many failures. Too many disappointments. You also find in John 8 and 36 where it says, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Here's what I want you to do this morning. I want you to take about 10 seconds, clear your mind of everything right now, and ask yourself this question. Have I 
confessed unto him my sins and have I asked him to be Lord of my life and have I done that in faith and if you answer yes then you are the redeemed of the Lord and therefore because of that because of you putting your faith in him and then making the decision to pick up put your hands to the plow and follow after him because our Bible teaches us that we are to come and follow him And if you could say, I'm following him, I'm doing my best to serve him. There is no place for condemnation in your life. He's not condemning you. But you are made free. Psalms 107 and 20 says that he sent forth his word and he healed them and he delivered them from their destructions. What's their destructions? Every past decision that went against God's word for your life. Paul expounds on this truth in Romans 8, 1 and 2. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Think about it. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. We also find these words. What spirit, what's he talking about? In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Which then takes me to why you can stand, and you can stand upon this, Galatians 5 and 1, where he simply says, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. I'm going to tell you something. Who has all authority? It's not the devil, but it is the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, my father has given me all things. He is the beginning and he is the end. And he is standing today in that place of authority. It cannot be removed. And therefore, if he simply says, I have set you at liberty, I have redeemed you, and I hold you not in a place where you are condemned, where there is no condemnation among those that put their faith in Christ Jesus, can I tell you, You do not have to let anything keep you from what God has ordained for you and said you could have. So here's my message this morning. It is time for the redeemed of the Lord to begin to do what David instructed us to do in Psalms 107. And that is this. It is time to offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. When the enemy tries to bring that thing on you, here's what you need to do. That's not who I am, and that's not what defines me. But I have been redeemed, and therefore I will rejoice at the finished work of Calvary. And you begin to offer a praise, a shout of thanksgiving, and to rejoice that, you know what, I once was on my way to hell, but today I'm on my way to heaven. I will rejoice. As we stand all over the house this morning, in verse 32, let me give it to you again. He says, let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. In my opinion, one of the most beautiful things that you can ever experience 
is when you find yourself in an assembly such as this and everybody forgets about what everybody else is doing and they all just begin to lift their voice in worship whether it's a worship song or an old hymn and the atmosphere just begins to vibrate not with just the words and the music but with the sound of thanksgiving You see, this morning, we have a lot to be thankful for. We have been redeemed. We have been set free. You and I are not walking with chains of bondage today, but we are walking in the liberty that Christ has bought and paid for. I'm not saying that we don't go through difficult seasons. I'm not saying that we don't go through trying times. But no matter what season we find ourselves in, we, the redeemed of the Lord, understand this. It's just a temporary thing. Because this world is not our home. We're just pilgrims passing through. But we are on our way to a place of eternal bliss to forever be with the Lord. And because we are the redeemed, doesn't matter what the enemy tries to bring and hold over us, he does not have the authority to lay it on us unless we allow him to. And here's what I believe today. As I travel, as I minister, and I see people living life, wonderful people, people that have a heart for God, people that want to do right, but they don't have joy. They don't have peace. And through my time of prayer, through my time alone with the Lord, the Lord brought me to this very simple message today. And he said, the reason that there's such unsettledness within my body is because they're not understanding that I have delivered them from their destructions and the battle that's going on in the mind in men and women today is raging but I come to simply just squash that in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit today to tell you today that this is not who you are this isn't who you are But because of that, you can stand this morning and say, I am redeemed. You know what that really means? Is if, I'm a re if I'm redeemed, it means this. I'm a son. You're a daughter. You're an heir and a joint heir with the throne room of heaven. Basically, you are on your way this morning to the very place that the enemy was dispelled from that he would love to go back to but he can't and he says they're about to go experience everything that I lost so I got to get them to a place where they think this is it but I'm here to tell you today if you continue I have a word of warning for you today if you continue to allow the enemy to keep putting this on you, you're going to lose the most precious things that you have.
But if you will say by faith this morning, I'm taking this and I'm throwing it away because I know this, he sent his word not just to heal me, but to deliver me from my destructions. Meaning this, the rest of your life, you can walk with joy, peace, and rest. The question is, are you willing to trust him? The enemy's saying, I know the enemy's talked to you for years, but can I tell you, just because he said it for years doesn't mean it's true. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God has a plan, and this isn't your plan. I wonder this morning, is there somebody that would say this morning that you've talked to me this morning, preacher? I'm not going to ask you to come and kneel. I'm not going to do that this morning. But I'm going to ask you, will you believe the word of the Lord this morning that he came and he healed and he come to deliver you from your destructions? If you believe that this morning and you know that you've already given your heart to the Lord and you say, I, I, I hear what you're saying and, and I know the enemies beat me up. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to do what David instructed us to do by the empower of the Holy Spirit. He simply said that they would come and they would offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You don't need to come and say, Lord, forgive me of that thing that happened way back then. No, he already forgave you of that. What you need to do is come and say, God, I thank you for bringing to my attention today that I am completely delivered from those destructions and those devastating things that the enemy keeps trying to bring to my life and bring to my life but today's the day God I'm going to thank you that it's never coming back to me today after today I'm walking in victory after today I'm walking in freedom today I'm going to stand fast in the liberty that God has given me if that's you in this room I want you to come right now to the front of this building right now would you come and I want you to throw up your hands and I want you to begin to say God thank you I want you to use your own words I want you to say God I thank you that I'm not going to be bound by depression I thank you that I'm not going to be bound by past sins I thank you that I'm not going to believe the lie of the enemy over my life but I am going to decree and declare that I am victorious today There ought to be a shout of thanksgiving in this room today because I am redeemed. I am forever set free by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that I am who you say I am. I thank you, Lord, that I am who you say I am. I will not allow the enemy to keep me from my present. I will not allow the enemy to keep me from my victory. I will not allow the enemy to keep me from all that you have for me in this season. I need some men of God and women of God just to walk behind them that's here. And I want you to begin to just lay hands on them and pray. Decree and declare life over them. Jesus' name.